What's good, beautiful people? Here we are at yet another wonderful episode of Cells Speaks. Man, I hope you guys are doing good. I hope you guys are keeping yourself safe, not getting caught up in none of that COVID Delta variant nonsense. I hope you guys are, you know, doing whatever that you have to do to stay safe, to be protecting yourselves and your family, because at the end of the day, that is the most important thing. Um, we we still going, you know what I mean? I am four podcasts away from the goal of 52. I'm a little proud of myself, and uh, I thought I would definitely, you know, take some time to just say thank you to the people who've been rocking with me for day one. I appreciate your support. I appreciate the love. And it means the world to me for you guys to be rocking with me consistently. And, you know, after 52, we're going to take a step back to reevaluate, you know, um, you know, find ways to improve, find ways to get better and to just uh, come back stronger, come back upgraded at a higher level. I definitely want to start having the episodes recorded um, on video so we can have them up, probably put them up on YouTube as well. You know, get these going pretty well. But, man, um, I have been having so many conversations lately about wealth, about money, about growing capital. And I thought, man, it is definitely time to do an episode on what everybody's really trying to do. And that's, you know, kind of get their money right. And I feel like a lot of us have come from cultures and environments that didn't really teach money properly. And so because of that, like we're paying for our ignorance. And, you know, in these past couple of years, I've just learned so much. I've picked up so much. And it's been a lot of tips and tricks that have helped me that I'm like, man, you know, if I know this information, I definitely got to share it with the people. So here we are. Podcast 48, how to get your money right. And so, you know, I mean, it, it really exposes itself in the fact that, you know, I mean, so many of us have bad money habits. You know, I mean, like even when we have amazing jobs or we're making good bread or even consistent bread, we continue to find ourselves struggling. We find ourselves broke. We find ourselves behind the ball. And like even people who are making good money and have a level of savings, that next level is making your money work, making your money thrive so that you're setting yourself up. So years from now, you know, I mean, you'll be financially set. And what ends up happening is like, it's like levels, you know, we're making money to basically just survive. And then we're making money and trying to be as secure as possible. So we're basically just, you know, um, um, saving as much as we can just in case something happens. But after that next level, man, you're talking about success, like finding success with money and then eventually achieving legacy, right? And even with those four phases of life, you can be in those four phases with money. So I thought I would just come up with a couple tips for you guys on how to really better manage your money and how to set yourself up so you're not stuck in survival mode, so you're not stuck in security mode, so that you can eventually get to levels of success and eventually and, and ultimately, you know, legacy building when it comes to money. And the first point I was going to start with is have one solid stream of income. All right. We sit there and we watch social media and everybody's telling you, oh, you know, you got to have seven streams of income. You got to have seven streams of income. But they're so misleading about that. They don't explain it. They don't get in depth about it. And I'm, I'm going to give you kind of lifting the, the hood of it, right? So when people tell you seven streams of income, what they're not explaining to you is that you have to have one strong stream first because that one strong stream will set up everything else. 
So for example, if, if, if you're in the medical industry, let's say you're a nurse, okay, you're making great money, you take the money that you make as a nurse and you use that to start investing, let's say you want to get into real estate. So you start investing and you get into real estate, you buy two or uh, three houses, okay, and now you're collecting rent. Now that's one stream, but remember that one stream was funded by your first one. Okay, you didn't just magically create money out of the air to suddenly start buying houses. No, the money that you were making from your main job, you you saved, you were responsible with it, and you use that money to now buy houses, which now creates another stream of income, right? And then when your houses are making you money and your job is still making you money, right? If you wanted to get into investing, now you use that money and put it into investing. So now you have three streams, money coming from trading and investing, money coming from real estate, money coming from your main job. You understand what I'm saying? So the, the mistake that everybody makes is you try and set up seven streams that are disconnected from one, one another that don't have money or they don't have anything leading into them. You got to understand something. Even when, you, when you're thinking of streams, right? Oceans pour into, right? Large bodies of water create smaller bodies of water. So you can't have these amazing streams of income if you don't even have one strong, solid stream of income. You need at least one. One that is paying your bills, that is taking care of you. One that is creating the, the, the main income that you need. And then that will spill off into everything else. So I say that to say... um. Don't focus on building seven trees of income if you don't have one solid stream of income. And whether that stream of income is a nine to five, whether it's your business, whether it's your craft, your gift, whatever it is, make it solid. If that is teaching piano, then get to a point where you're making enough money teaching piano that you can save, you can have money for vacation, you're able to take care of yourself, you have wiggle room. If it is, you know, working in the medical field, if it is you as a trainer, whatever it is, set up your first stream so well that it's able to take care of you and give you a little bit more. And if that's a nine to five that you get, then fine, get a nine to five that gives you the amount of money that you need to take care of your basic needs and wants and still gives you a little, a little extra so that you can start planning for the future or whatever else you want to do. Once you have that first stream of income secured, then you use that income to set up everything else. Again, if you speak, Money from your speaking gigs can be invested to build up your investment portfolio. Or if you're in the medical field, you know, the money that you're making as a medical professional could be used to build up your real estate portfolio. Set up one stream first. Make it strong. Then you add your second. Then you add your third. And also, too, I feel like everything needs to be so disconnected. It's like, you know, I'm a pianist. But from being a pianist, you know, I mean, I, I, I teach I play for weddings, I produce. So it's like my one gift creates multiple avenues for me for income. Now, granted, like if all your avenues of income are you trading time for money, so me playing for somewhere, me playing for church, me playing for weddings, me um, producing, yes, they are different. It's versatile, but it's still me always trading my time for money. Like I'm still always trading time for money. So for me personally, 
you can say it's a different stream of income, but it's kind of not, but it's arguable. You can go either way with it. But for example, now, if I did a training course or video of me teaching how to play and I, you know, record that video one time and I'm selling that video, that's another stream of income. If I write a book on piano, that becomes another stream of income. And these are things that are not requiring my time for money. Once I create the product, I'm doing just selling the product again and again. So main point, establish one solid stream of income. Super important. Next one is learn how to make your money work. As long as you are working for money, as long as you are continuing to trade time for money, it will always become difficult to become wealthy. Why? Because you are consistently trading your time for money. And as long as you're doing that, remember, there's only 24 hours in the day. So you you end up in a race or a challenge where you're either going to raise the value of your hour or you're going to raise the value of your time or... You're going to basically work nonstop to make more money. So it's like, for example, if I am worth $50 an hour, okay, if I want more money, I have to either work more or I have to now say I'm no longer worth $50 an hour. I'm now worth $60 an hour. I'm now worth $75 an hour. And there are ways to increase your value. Like I talked about in a prior podcast, you know, um, if your resume increases, if you, you know, go through a training, if your craft gets better, or if you just have the, if you have the clientele to justify it and they're willing to pay more, then it's fine. You know what I mean? If people value your service, they will pay your rate, just as what it is. But again, if you're consistently trading time for money, it puts you at a disadvantage because there's only but so much time. You want to make your money work for you. And it goes back to what I was saying before. You have to put your money in things that will bring money back. So like a vending machine. You buy a vending machine, you fill it up, all right? Once you put that money into the vending machine, as people are buying things out of it, you're not doing anything. You just come at the end of the month, you collect, you go back, you fill it up with product again, and again, it's generating money for you. So your money is working for you. When you put your money into, you know, investment accounts, you know what I mean? And you're getting back 10% of your money at the end of the month, or, you know, you have crypto, you're putting your money in these type of investments and your money is growing. That's making your money work. That's putting your money into something and it is generating more money for you. And understand something, the more money you have, the more money you can make, but you have to learn how to make your money work. Me, I was introduced into the world of investing in stocks maybe five to six years ago and I fell in love with it because I see the power of what happens when you can make your money work. And trust me, when your money is working, it making money becomes so much easier and you realize the more money I have the more money I can make all right so again in learning how to invest learning how to trade buying real estate um, buying products that generate more income without you having to trade your time for it all right make your money work <clears throat> another key point is to get your mindset your mindset get your mindset right if you think that making money and becoming wealthy is hard, then it always will be. And if you believe that it's easy, then it always will be. A lot of the mindsets and beliefs 
that we carried from our parents and the generations before us keep many of us in a box because, you know, many of us grew up thinking and believing that making money is hard and the only way to become wealthy is through hard work. And unfortunately, as you get more access to information and you will get more access to the wealthy and millionaires, you realize that is not the case. Making money is not difficult. Becoming wealthy is not difficult. It's not about working hard. It's about working smart. So you really have to upgrade how you are thinking and how you are processing this information because it will tremendously impact your journey to building wealth, your journey to getting your money right. If you continue to think that this is this super hard journey, that it's so arduous and so difficult, then it always will be. But if you realize, oh wait, this is not hard, I just got to take the right steps, then it'll become easy. I'm a living testimony to that. You know what I mean? Once I made that pivot and I believed that, oh no, making money is easy, that's nothing difficult it became easy. And I suddenly saw so many opportunities, so many avenues, so many ways to generate income. It wasn't anything difficult. It just now became a decision of, do I want to do this or not? And that's all it is. And don't get me wrong. Like there's some aspect of being diligent, being disciplined and, you know, giving good work, but it's not hard. It's not hard to stop thinking that. And, and it leads me to another key point, which is mindset related. And I've said this before, there is no such thing as rich or poor. Rich people don't exist. Poor people don't exist. You have poverty-minded people and you have wealth-minded people. And if you are wealth-minded, it doesn't matter what your account looks like. Money will always come to you. And if you are poverty-minded, it doesn't matter what your account looks like. Money will always leave you. How do we know this? When we see people win the lottery, they are broke within five years. People who are getting millions and millions and millions of dollars who are set beyond set. And in five years, five years, not 20, not 30, five years, they are broke. Why? Because they are poverty minded. You see it in sports all the time. You know, I mean, all of these superstars, NBA players, football players, hockey, whatever. They come in, they're making millions and millions of dollars from the game, from endorsements, from different business opportunities. They're making crazy money. And guess what? Within a few years of them being out the league, they are broke. Why? Because they are poverty minded. And when you're wealth minded, Again, you see it all the time. Millionaires and billionaires who lose everything in certain deals. Oh, this deal went bad and they just lost this much. This person is that, you know, they're constantly losing money, but you see them constantly keep bouncing back. I was reading the statement from Jeff Bozos the other day. He said, man, if your failures are not growing, you're not doing anything. Meaning like maybe the first time you did something, you lost 10000 then the second time you did something, you lost 50000 Then the next time you did something, you lost 300000 For other people, it's just like, yo, all you keep doing is losing money. But what they don't realize is that you have to continue to keep growing in order to even be losing larger amounts of money. So if your failures are growing, it means you are growing. And obviously, you know, we want to be smart. We don't want to be reckless and, you know... Say like, okay, you have a million dollars, then you lose 10, then you lose 15, then you lose 300. No, we're talking about if you started with $7,000, you built up, and then you lost 10,000, then you built up, and then you lost 50, then you built up, and you lost $300,000. It means you're building and you're learning the game. If you are wealth-minded, if you follow the principles of the wealthy, if you move how the wealthy do, if you repeat the same steps that they do, it doesn't matter how much money you have. You can start with $10, and you start applying those principles. Money will come to you. And if you are poverty minded, I can give you $50 million right now and you're going to find a way to blow it and lose it.
honestly. So my next point is invest more money than you are saving because the money that you put in the bank, the bank will take that money and invest it for themselves and basically give you a penny for every $10,000 that they make on your money. Don't do that. Have a limit that you want for your savings. I mean, I definitely believe people should have some level of savings. It's like, okay, you know what? I want to have $10,000 on the side for all emergencies. Cool. Yeah, no problem. That's fine. But outside of that, invest more than you are saving. Invest more than you are saving. You should definitely have way more invested than you have saved. You don't want money just sitting there doing nothing. Put that money to work. Invest more money than you are saving. Invest more money than you are saving. Whether it is long-term accounts, you're buying Apple, Tesla, uh, Microsoft, index funds, whatever. Do so much research. Invest more money than you are saving. Next one is don't spend money based on what's in your account. Spend based on your income. So a lot of people, you know what I mean, like, for example, all these stimuluses that we was getting, their bank account was looking a lot nicer. And your bank account is at like 15000 14000 and people was feeling real good. And they started spending based on the 15000 in their account. So I have $15,000 in my account. Oh, what's, what's me spending $1,000 on dinner or $2,000 on these clothes or $3,000 on these shoes? What is? It's no big deal. Not realizing that you only make $3,000 a month. And so you're spending three, four, five thousand dollars based on the money that's in your account, not realizing there's no way you can be able to create get that back because you don't make that kind of money. So even if you have fifty thousand dollars in your account, spend based on the money that you're bringing in. So if you're only bringing in two thousand dollars, don't suddenly start spending twenty thousand dollars on stuff. Because you don't make that money. So once you spend that money, it's gone and you're not getting it back because that's not your income. What's better for you is you take that 50 and you you learn how to make that 50 increase your income. So if you can take $50,000 and learn how to make that $50,000 create an additional $2,000 for you. Now, if you are already making $3,000 from your job, you increased your income with $2,000, now you're making $5,000 a month. Now you can spend based on $5,000 of income. So use these massive lumps of of money that you get, right? Whether it be tax return, loans, whatever. Use these massive things of income to create more income for you. And when you now have more income, all right? So again, use massive amounts of money or capital, income tax, whatever, to increase your income. Then once you have increased your income, you can spend more based on your income. I hope you guys understand that. Don't spend money on what's in your account. Spend money on what's in your income. I mean, spend money based on your income. Next one is, and this is actually super key. Honestly, I feel like they're all super key, but this is a great one. Surround yourself with the wealthiest people that you can. And that may not mean that you're going to be around millionaires or billionaires. But if you're making only a few hundred a week, surround yourself with people who are making a thousand a week or more than you. 
Surround yourself with people who are making more than you, who are making more successful moves than you. Why? Because that will help you. You will learn the tricks that they're using. You'll learn, you'll find out about the CPA that they know. You'll learn about certain moves that they're making and those moves will help you if you're wise. You know what I mean? Listen more than you speak. Surround yourself with the wealthiest people that you can. If you can't find millionaires, surround yourself with high thousandaires. If all your friends have no job, start hanging around with a friend that has a job. If everybody around you is broke, surround yourself with the one person who at least is paying all their bills and has their life at least somewhat functioning. But surround yourself with the wealthiest people that you can. And that don't mean that they have a car or they're balling out of control. The wealthiest people that you can have access to. Whoever it is that is the next level or the highest level that you can get access to. And sometimes it may not be somebody who's making 60000 a year. It might be somebody who's making twenty, but you were only making ten. So if you were only making 10000 a year and you can surround yourself with someone who's making twenty, do it because you're going to learn. And then when you start making 20000 then you surround yourself with someone who's making thirty or forty. Level up that way. Another one is have a plan for your money. Don't just work and not know why you're working and not know what you're going to do with your money. Your money has to have a plan. You have to put it to work. The same way that you need a plan when you wake up, that you need structure, that you need a direction. You don't want to just be waking up to wake up. You need a plan. You need direction. And your money needs the same thing. Don't just work to survive. Have a plan. Put every dollar to work. Me, I have multiple accounts, money that I'm saving for my kid, money that I put aside for vacation, money that I put aside to splurge, money that I put aside to spoil my wife, money that I'm setting up for the next 20 years, money that I want to give my son in 20 years so if he wants to start a business or learn how to invest, it's sitting there. Like all my money has plans, money that I have to set for investing, money that I have for trading. I have plans for all my money, money for tithe. Your money should have a plan. And you should know where every dollar that you're going to spend is going to go. What is this going to go for? You can't just be like, oh, I'm just going to keep saving money, keep saving money because the bank is just going to capitalize. So like for me, I said, okay, I don't ever want to have more than a certain amount in my savings. And anytime I'm over that amount, I move that money to other things. Your money should always have a plan. Next one is don't throw, and this is actually a part of having a plan. Don't throw all of your money at debt. Like, I know Dave Ramsey preaches that, but I'm so against that because if you have $50,000 and your debt is $40,000, that's such a waste because with $50,000, 10% of that is $5,000. There are many investments that you can put into that can give you 10% easily over the course of a month. My total um, long-term portfolio, right? I think over the past two months, I'm up already 10%. So if I had 20,000 in there, I just made 2,000. If I had 50,000 in there, I just made 5,000. If I have 100,000 in there, I just made 10,000. But if I'm sitting there taking all the money that I've had that I've built up and I throw all of my debt, it's like, yeah, my debt is gone, but now I have no capital. Balance it. I'm not saying don't pay off your debt, but you know what you do? Use your capital to again buy you more income, whether it be investments, putting money down on a house to do Airbnb, to start a business, a company, to invest in something. Like, there are all the researchers out there. Use your money to generate more money. And then that money that you're making from your investments or whatever, like the money that is making money, use that money, that extra money to pay off debt. 
So use your $50,000 to make an extra $2,000 a month and then use that $2,000 to start paying off your debt. Don't just throw away all your 50 because you have to build that back. Remember, you don't spend what's based on what's in your account. You spend based on your income. Next one is leverage credit. I did a whole podcast on this. Credit is not bad. Credit cards are not bad. Do not use debit for anything because you don't get any advantage or any money back when you're just using cash or when you're using your debit cards. Use your credit and you could pay it off that same exact day because you're getting points, you're getting rewards, it's building your credit score. And once you have a high credit score, you get access to so much more in this country. Credit is king. I know they say cash is king, but really it's credit. Because when your credit is popping, you get so much access to so many more nicer things. And because your credit is great, you're paying cheaper for it. It's like, you know what I mean? Two people could try to buy a Benz. One has amazing credit. You don't have to put that much money down. And because of you getting a better interest rate, you're spending maybe $500 a month for the car. And then you have someone else who comes. They have horrible credit. They have to put $15,000 down. And even after they put the $15,000 down because their interest rate is bad because they have bad credit, they're spending $750 a month. So good credit, leveraging your credit always works in your advantage. And the most important point, the very, very most important point is that in your search and in your quest and in your grind to build up your funds and, and become wealthy, if that's what your desire is, don't get caught up in being in love with money. Don't ever put it over God, your family, your friends. Listen, money comes and money goes. And it's never worth sacrificing your faith, your dignity, your morals, or your values. Trust me, money comes and money goes. Like, people say, oh, I'm, I'm saving my retirement. You know, when I'm 60, I'm going to enjoy my money. It's like, you don't even know if you're going to make it to 60. You don't even know what condition the world will be in. You don't know what condition you will be in. And if COVID hasn't taught you that, I'm not sure what will. Tomorrow is not promised. And it doesn't mean be reckless, but it does mean what you can responsibly enjoy now, enjoy. And yes, keep an eye towards the future and set yourself up. But don't ever get so enamored and so in love with money that when funds are low, you become this jerk. When funds are high, you become a bigger jerk. No. Don't fall in love with it. Money is just a tool. Don't fall in love with that. It's never more important than your family, friends. Definitely not important than God. And that's why the Bible says, you know, seek ye first the kingdom and all these things that should be added to you. And I'm living testimony of that. I seek God first and God has added everything else. So... I love you guys. It's been fun. I hope you guys get something out of this. I hope this really, really helps you. And you know what I mean? At least on the financial side, just really gives you the tips and tricks to turn things around. I know I didn't go super, super in depth, but I promise you, if you take these and you do a little homework, it can help you out so, so much. So I love you guys. If this helped, if this was a blessing to you, send it to the group chat. Send it to your girls. Send it to your boys. Send it to your friends and your enemies. Send it to your family members. And let's, let's start building. Let's start growing. In more ways than one. It's been great. Love you guys. Peace out. So speaks.